Good morning, good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to the services of the Liberty Baptist Church this morning. And uh, we're so honored to be able to be in the Lord's house today and to worship him. And uh, we a little uh, have a few places, a few spots that are where, where there are no people there this morning. So we might be in prayer for those that are not able to be here this morning. Um, we, have, uh, we have a few announcements in the bulletin uh, this morning. Um, and uh, are there any other announcements that need to be made this morning that aren't in the bulletin? Jane? Wonderful. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Excellent. And Ian, you had an announcement. I'm not sure what it is, but. Well, good morning. Just wanted to mention a couple of things. Uh, first is that um, as Miranda had the baby on Monday, I'm gonna, I took last week off, uh, and I'm going to take next week kind of off. So I'm going to plan to preach, so I'll prepare a sermon, but I'm going to spend as much time at home and with, with Miranda next week as I can. So, well, men's study won't meet on Wednesday. Thursday morning, church history study won't meet. Uh, and then Thursday night is the National Day of Prayer. So uh, I'd encourage you to be there. I'm going to plan to be there. Uh, that's at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday night in Belfast at the Faith Temple Church that's out past the Y, um, out on Route 52. Uh, and so um, I'd encourage you, if you're not doing anything else on Thursday night, if, you, if you're just going to be sitting at home if you're not there, be there, um, because it's going to be a, a real encouragement to be able to gather together with Christians from across the county and to pray. And uh, we know that prayer is powerful, and certainly um, I'm aware and I'm sure we're all aware of our need of God's help individually, and certainly as churches we need prayer. The church in Maine needs prayer, and, um, and our nation needs prayer and our leaders. And so uh, this is, a, this is a, an important uh, time to be able to gather. So I'd encourage you to be there if you can. That's all I had. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we had a work day at the church uh, yesterday. Yes. And, uh, and I would just like to say we're just so thankful uh, that uh, uh, Miranda's uh, labor went well and that uh, we have a, a new little one in our, in our midst. And we just praise the Lord for that and their, their growing family. Uh, I saw 
a little I saw a little blurb the other day and it said the, the two signs of a of a healthy church are singing men and crying babies and I thought and I thought that was good so so we've got we've got both and I'm I'm very thankful for that amen let's go to the Lord in prayer Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your many blessings that you give to each and every one of us every day. We also realize that as we go through our days, we also go through uh, difficult trials as well. We, we just thank you that you watch over each one of us and give us the things that we need or the things that are necessary and we pray that you would help us through those difficult times, and we pray that you would help us to be thankful for those good times. And we thank you that we're able to be in church this morning and to worship and fellowship with other believers. And we thank you for our growing church and our, and our babies. And uh, we pray that you would help us to continue to be faithful, to spread your word, and that we, would continue, that we would see our church to uh, continue to grow. We pray that you would help us be a testimony to those around us. We pray that you would watch over our service this morning. And uh, as, uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our call to worship will be on the uh, back of your bulletin. And we will read that responsively and uh, why don't we stand as we read that and then we will go right into uh, number 130 in our green books let's stand I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my plea for mercy because he inclined his ear to me Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Amen. Lord, deliver my soul. And let's turn now to number 130 in your green book. Hey. 
in his word more than the watchman wait for morn my soul waits for the lord you may be seated thank you Now, if the man would come forward with the morning offering, please. scripture reading this morning will be found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I'll be reading the uh, whole chapter. Now this is the commandment, the statutes, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you that you, might, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commands, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord the God of your fathers has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, 
And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, then take care, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. It is the Lord your God you shall fear. Him you shall serve, and by his name you shall swear. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you, for the Lord your God is in your midst, is a jealous God, lest the anger of the Lord your God be kindled against you, and he destroy you from off the face of the earth. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test, as you tested him at Massa. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may go well with you, and that you may go in and take possession of the good land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers by thrusting out all of your enemies from before you, as the Lord has promised. When your son asks you, in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord, sh and the Lord showed signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes, and he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. And the Lord, and the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all his commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word today. Amen. <clears throat> and now if you would stand and we will sing number 33, Immortal, Invisible God, Only Wise. Let's sing verses 1, 2, and 4, please. Verses 1, 2, and 4. Mighty 
number 191 please 191 father i adore you and let's sing all three verses and let's sing after we sing the third verse let's sing the third verse again a cappella number 191 take some time now to go to the Lord together in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, we have much on our hearts. And as we come to you in prayer, we look not first to our own burdens or concerns or to the state of this fallen world, but we look firmly into the face of Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, reigning in glory. We look to you, Lord Jesus, who are the founder and perfecter of our faith. We look to you, Lord Jesus, you who have proven your love to us by, for the joy that was set before you, enduring the cross for our sake, despising the shame. We look to you, Lord Jesus, who died for us. We look to you who were raised for us. We look to you who even now are at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. We look to you, Lord Jesus, you who have been given all authority in heaven and earth. And we look to you who also 
are able to sympathize with us in our weakness. And so we draw near this morning to your throne boldly. We come to you, Lord Jesus, and we come to you, Heavenly Father, so that we may receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. As we come into your presence, Father, we acknowledge that to you all hearts are open, that to you all desires are known, that to you no, from you no secrets are hid. And as we come into your presence, we acknowledge and lament our sins and our offenses against you. We confess our sin to you, and we come in humility and true repentance Our hearts are grieved for our sin. When we understand fully the reality of our sin and of your holiness, the burden is more than we can bear. And so we come and we throw ourselves on your mercy. Have mercy on us, merciful Father. We know that on our own, the burden of our sin is far more than we can bear but we know, Lord Jesus, you are able to carry it. And so as we come into your presence, Father, we come in the name of Jesus, asking that you would forgive us for the sake of your Son and that you would grant us from this point forward to serve you and to please you in newness of life. Let's take a moment to be honest with God and to confess our sins to him. Hear the word of God to all who truly come to him. First from 1 Timothy 1, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then from 1 John 1, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Lord Jesus, we rejoice and we rest in your forgiveness this morning. We ask that you'd watch over us the rest of this morning, Father, that you would guard our hearts from blindness, from pride, from vanity, from hypocrisy, from worldliness, from envy or hatred or malice. You protect us from the deceits of the world, the flesh, and the devil. You protect us from false doctrine and from heresy and from schism. That you'd watch over us, Father. That you'd make us witnesses in our workplace, in our homes, in our neighborhoods that we would carry the love and joy of Jesus on our lips and on our hearts, that we would be bold, that we would be unafraid to be known as those people who seem always to be talking about Jesus. We ask that you'd give us hearts that love and fear you 
more than we love and fear men or the world. We ask, Lord, that you'd protect the unborn, that you'd protect their parents, that you'd preserve all women in childbirth. We ask that you'd care for those who have lost children or who face infertility, that you'd provide for young children and for orphans. We ask, Lord, now that as we come to your word that it would please you to give us true repentance to forgive us our sin that you'd strengthen those who stand that you'd encourage the faint hearted you'd raise up those who fall and Lord Jesus that all your enemies would be beat down under your feet O Lamb of God you take away the sin of the world have mercy upon us Christ, hear us now and have mercy upon us, we pray, especially as we come to your word. And we ask your anointing on Fred as he brings the word. We pray that you'd be with him. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. If you open your green books, we're going to sing one more song before the sermon. Number 214. <clears throat> 214, there is one gospel. Let's stand together and sing. There is one gospel on which I stand for all eternity. It is my story, my Father's plan, the Son has rescued me oh what a gospel oh what a peace my highest joy and my deepest need now and forever he is my light i stand in the gospel of jesus christ there is one gospel to which i cling all else I count as loss For there where justice and mercy meet He saved me on the cross No more I boast in what I can bring No more I carry the weight of sin For he has brought me from death to life I stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is one gospel where hope is found. The empty tomb still speaks. For death could not keep my Savior down. He lives and I am free. Now on my Savior I fix 
my eyes My life is His and His hope is mine For He has promised I too will rise I stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ And in this gospel the church is one We do not walk alone we have His Spirit as we press on to lead us safely home. And when in glory still I will sing of this old story that rescued me, praise to my Savior, the King of life, I stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when in glory still I will sing Of this old story that rescued me Praise to my Savior, the King of life I stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ Praise to my Savior, the King of life I stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ I stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Very glad to have one of our deacons, you may be seated. Very glad to have one of our deacons, Fred Williams, bring us the word this morning. Thanks, Fred. Good morning. Let's see, get this thing. Is this working all right? Yep, sounds like it is. <clears throat> well, I was uh, quite thankful. I see the only two people left when they know I was getting up here. <coughs> Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> they they said they had to go to a funeral, and, uh, and I don't think they were referring to my message. <coughs> uh, I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew 28, verses 6 and 7. <coughs> And we'll start with that. <clears throat> this begins in the middle of a, of, a, of a chapter. He is not here, for he is risen. The angel said that to the women that came. Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. <clears throat> and behold, he goeth forth before you into Galilee, and there you shall see him, lo, I have told you. And, and that, uh, in my mind, creates a way of worship <clears throat> that we should have. Two things are involved. <clears throat> One is you come and see Jesus. And if you haven't come to really see Jesus yet, you can't worship him. But when you come and see Jesus, then the command is that you go and tell. <coughs> and sadly, we don't do enough going and telling that we should. <coughs> so I want to talk about that a little bit this morning. We need to, number one, we need to pray that our worship will be acceptable. And number two, we ask the question, does our worship uh, 
does our worship meet the basics that we need? Number one, you have to be born again before you can really come and worship the Lord. <clears throat> Until that time, you're searching, you're uh, perhaps getting close, but uh, not making it. But after you're born again, when you come before the Lord, he receives what you're doing. <clears throat> the second thing, does our worship uh, live up to the basics? And as the angel said there, first you come and see, and then you see that he is alive. You can see that he includes a whole lot of things. <clears throat> and I want to go through them here. And we take this in the light of our worship of him. Number one, we need to make sure that our sins are confessed. And if you make a little note in your Bible or on a piece of paper there, 1 John 1, 9, 1, 8 and 9, uh, the one that tells us that the first part of our, uh, of our <coughs> worship is confessing our sin and our failures. <coughs> then there's another one that we need to add to that and that is uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, which says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. You need to study God's word and know God's word, and then you can use God's word. <clears throat> and the thing, next thing that came to my mind is uh, we as people who are really blessed here in America and even in our own community, we are really blessed. <coughs> we need to uh, be aware of the needs of other people and do what we can to help them. An uh, incident ha uh, happened this winter that I was quite pleased with. <coughs> I found out that one of my friends was in need of some firewood. And so I gave him a call and I said, come on over and we'll, I got some extra I want to get rid of. And so he came over and got a pickup load of, of uh, firewood, and uh, he left and went home. <clears throat> I saw him the next week, and I said, well, did you get your firewood all taken care of? Well, he said, I did. I did. He said, I heard about a lady who has nine children over in Palermo, and she ran out of wood, and her husband had left her. And so he said, I took my load of wood and took it to her house. So I thought that's pretty good, pretty good testimony on his part, <coughs> doing the thing that you should do to help somebody else. <coughs> the next thing I want to mention is fellowship with the church and with the church people. Make sure that you are faithful to be coming to church as you are today. It's good to see you here. And uh, it's good to see some growth in the church. I, I was going to count them all to see how many were here today, but I lost count. I had to come up here. So you <laughs> when, when you get bored, you can go ahead and count the people. That'll help you. Uh, so make sure that you're consistent in your fellowship with church, pe church people. And you can be a blessing to them, and they can be a blessing to you. And the next one I have written down here is make sure 
that, uh, as it says in the scriptures, that you teach the children. I, I'm quite, uh, quite uh, aware of, of what Jesus said when the disciples were telling to the children, get out of the way, the Lord's got great things to do. And the Lord said, allow the little children to come to me. And that's a responsibility that we have as a church. It's a responsibility we have as parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. And there are a couple of you here that have great-great-grandparents. And do what you can to see that the little ones come um, to know Jesus as a Savior. <clears throat> then I want to get back to Matthew 28 again, 6 and 7. The angel said, Come and see. And after you come and see, go and tell. And I'm afraid that we aren't up to the bar on the going and telling the way we should be. And sometimes when we go and tell, we, we uh, get resistance, and uh, don't let that stop you. But make sure you do some going and telling. That's your responsibility as a Christian. And keep in mind, somebody went and told you. And uh, so you go and tell others. Particularly, do what you can to see that children hear the way of salvation. <coughs> Sometimes, and probably in every case here today, with the exception of the pastor and his wife, you drove by some homes where there were some children that don't go to Sunday school, don't go to church, don't get influenced with the gospel, and you drove by. So make it your point to do more than just go to church, but bring some kids with you, and you'll find it'll be a real blessing to you and to the church. <clears throat> I would like to mention a little bit about Jesus' life on earth here. <clears throat> some, of, some of the things I made note of. Number one, the virgin birth. Uh, this was predicted a long time before it happened. And when the time came, it did happen. And then the next thing about Jesus is his sinless life. And the Bible tells us that he was tempted in every way that we have been tempted, only without sin. Not one sin was found in the life of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Everybody is tempted, and we need to be careful that we don't give in to that. The next thing about Jesus I thought of was that he preached to thousands of people. That was back before they had all of the conveniences that we have to get the gospel out. But he preached to thousands of people. And uh, it's, it's, that was a pretty good study sometime. Take a look at the times that Jesus was preaching. Not only preaching, but the disciples came to him and said at one time, they said, we have <coughs> nothing to feed these people. At least 5,000 men are here not counting the women and children, and they got to be fed. They've been here 
quite a long time. And it's interesting, Jesus uh, replied to that. And he said, you go ahead and feed them. And that's probably the way we would have felt the same. You go ahead and feed them, 5,000 people. Well, Jesus did. He passed out some, had the disciples, and I like this, he had the disciples take the bread out to the people and the fish. He found a couple of loaves of bread, and uh, I think it was five fish, am I right? Pastor, tell us here, how many fish? What's that? He is right? Okay. I was right? Good. I like to hear that every once in a while. <laughs> but anyway, they passed it all out, and everybody get all they want to eat. And I, and I think the best part of that story is they gathered up 12 baskets of things left over. And that shows you that the Lord provides for those who are providing 12 baskets, 12 disciples, full and so they had that blessing, and, and we'll get some of that same blessing to ourselves when we do what we can to help other people. <clears throat> now, Jesus healed a lot of sick people while he was here on the earth. That was part of his ministry. And then, and, and sometimes we can do that, in particular, we have some medical people here today, and uh, they do what they can to help. And I've had the experience of had people help me sometimes in my times of need. But it comes a time when only Jesus can help. And then we go sometimes, and it happens in everybody's experience, that people aren't helpable and, and it comes their time to go to be with the Lord if they know him and uh, everybody dies after a while. And uh, it's interesting as you get older and, and you, you think about, I think about when uh, I, I came to this town from, I lived in Montville, in fact, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I moved into the house that I built for my brother, and he wanted Nancy and I to live over there, so we sold what we had and came over here. <coughs> and I find that as I look at the house next door where I grew up until I was 18 years old, and Nancy came and took me away, <laughs> <coughs> that now uh, all I have accomplished in my 77 years, or whatever it is, 87 years, I guess. All I have accomplished is I've moved 400 feet. <laughs> now, isn't that sad? <laughs> okay. And then it came the time when Jesus suffered and died for our sins. And if you people have seen the two or three movies that are out now that shows the uh, horror of the persecution that Jesus put up with and never raised his hand in defense. And uh, I, I think of, of one time he said that uh, I could have called 10,000 angels 
to my defense, but he was intent on suffering and dying to pay for our sin. And we need to keep that in our minds. So he was raised to life after that. And, the, and this Matthew chapter uh, uh, 28, 6 and 7 attests to that. He was raised to life again. And he was received by God the Father. And he represents the believers at the judgment time. And that's something you want to be aware of. That when you go before, you are going to go before the judgment, even though you're a Christian, every person is going to go before the judgment for what they've done in their lives. But Jesus Christ is going to be your lawyer. And when he is, when you are accused by Satan, all you can say is guilty. But what Jesus can say is, this one is forgiven because he is born again by me. <coughs> The next thing about Jesus is in the future, he's coming again to receive believers. I remember one, it's kind of interesting, in the field that's behind my house, when I was a little boy, probably, uh, see, we moved there, I was five years old, and uh, I went down in that field picking strawberries, and I had been to Sunday school a couple of times right in this church right here, and uh, not very regularly, but a couple of times. And I had heard the message of, of God's provision for us and uh, the fact that Jesus is alive and we should come to him. This I had heard this a kind of a general way. And I remember laying on my back in the field and looking up in the sky and I said, I prayed to Jesus and I said, please show me yourself, reveal yourself to me. At five years old, I had that, that uh, thought and my, and my expression in my life. And I laid there a while and nothing happened. Well, he wasn't in a hurry, but over the time, over years, he has spoken to me many, many times, usually when I'm reading this book. He's, and the things that I've mentioned this morning He's spoken to me, and he's spoken to you, that there are things you need to know in this book. And the, the way to know him is in this book. <clears throat> now, that's about all I want to say. There's a, uh, couple, a couple more things. One is, um, <coughs> Monday at noontime, there is an appeal for Christians to come and stand against the killing of babies on Governor Mills' bill. If you can, it would be good for you to join at the, at the uh, White, House, uh, White House, the main White House, uh, there in, in Augusta. And uh, it's gonna happen at noontime on Monday, so keep that in mind. And one more thing I'd like to mention. I remember hearing a country song one time, and it made me think of what Jesus has done. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus turned 
the water into wine. And there's a country song sang by a lady, and it says, Lord, please come and turn the wine into water. Because she was in a situation where the wine was causing a lot of pain for her. I thought that was a wonderful song. Think about that. Somebody had come up with that. Lord, change the wine into water. Let's bow together. It's 11.30. I think that's when we're supposed to get over, isn't it? Are there refreshments out here today? There are. Okay. So let's pray that together now. Our Father, we come before you and, and we pray that uh, uh, you'll accept our thanks for this food that's been given. And we pray that you'll... Uh, Help us to uh, enjoy it and enjoy the fellowship that we can have. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for dying for us. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. And I think Aiden is ready. <laughs> That was words, I didn't hear understand them, but those words there. Yeah.